Hi, I'm Brian. And I'm Caitlin. And you're listening to our weekly podcast where we break down the biggest, boldest, and most iconic moments in pop culture. This is Incredibly Incredibly Iconic. Iconic. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Incredibly Iconic. This is episode 14, Grammy edition. Hi, everybody. We're back on our new recording day, and we'll see if I can get this one out on time. Who knows? It's been a week, y'all. But at least we were entertained. Yeah, I mean, this was definitely more entertaining than the Golden Globes. I will say that for sure. Yeah, I will say it felt like some things of normality. Um, By watching this, when I was watching the Golden Globes, I just felt, eh, I don't want this like messed up version. Like I said, could have been an email. With this one, I was entertained. It was nice to see people and kind of feel semi like we're getting back on track absolutely but of course before we get into our grammys deep dive we had two things that we wanted to talk about really quick honestly i couldn't think of anything else that really happened this week aside from the bachelor finale last night and jennifer lopez and alex rodriguez breaking up and then not breaking up And they're now actually happy in love and nothing was ever wrong. So whatever happened with that last week, it was reported that JLo and A-Rod had split after their four-year engagement. And then soon after, the next day, a statement came out saying that that is not true. Actually, that is not the truth, Ellen. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We are not splitting up. And... Now everyone's just really confused. Well, everyone's really confused because they also, in the statement, said that they were like working out things. And also she posted something on Instagram story that was basically her daughter crying. And I don't know. It was weird. People were pointing out like it seemed that it was the end of a relationship and like sadness going on. And like, why would she post that on Instagram stories? I don't know. And then there was a whole other side to this. So I know... I follow a lot of Bravo accounts. I don't know if Brian does, but there's a whole bunch of other shows that we don't really watch. One of them being Southern Charm. And apparently this person named Madison LaCroix, she had a affair with a married baseball, not married. Engaged? I don't know. Basically, she had an affair with someone already in a relationship. And people are trying to figure out who it was. It was another castmate that spilled it on one of the reunions with Andy and people were going into deep dive of her Instagram, and it was A-Rod that liked one of her IG photos at one point. And there was this whole rumor even before the Jennifer Lopez and A-Rod story that they broke up that it was A-Rod that she saw. And then she came out and was like, it wasn't. And then this Jennifer Lopez and A-Rod story of them breaking up or not breaking up has come back to light, and it's had everyone being like, well, is it Madison's fault? Hmm. I didn't hear any of this. I also didn't really look that much into any of this just because i feel like wasn't there recently cheating rumors from alex that he cheated on her like in the past couple of months yeah i heard that and i heard it about it with that he was cheating with madison oh that's who it was about yeah whether or not that's true or not madison said she was not cheating with alex but she has also disabled her instagram comments people have said who knows the truth i would think it would be weird to cheat with someone when you have Jennifer Lopez. But I mean, Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce, so. Anything is possible. But literally, she just can't catch a break. This is like her fourth engagement, right? Something like that. How does how does nobody want to be with her? I don't get it. I don't think it's necessarily no one wants to be with her. There's plenty of people that want to be with her. You also don't know how she is in real life. She could be a total bitch and unsufferable. 
I so, met her once and she was very nice. Yeah, for the couple minutes that you met her. Okay. It's not hard to be nice to people. For some celebrities, it absolutely is. It shouldn't be. Well, obviously it shouldn't be, but she at least gave me the time of day and talked to me for a second. Literally a second. It was so brief, but I got yeah. I got a selfie with her and she said, hey. Hey. <laughs> I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens with that. I, if they are over, I hope that she gets to keep the ring and sell it because shit, that thing is huge. I don't think she cares about that at the end of the day. I mean, yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think she's strapped for cash. She might. No, just kidding. Well, onto other things that may or may not last. The Bachelor. I have to admit, after the whole mess, I feel like a lot of people are just over this season. They're over the show. I uh, at my job we have Slack and we have little sub channels, and usually during the seasons, it's popping. Everyone wants to talk about it, like spoilers, what's going on or not. And it's been dead quiet. I think everyone's over it. They're over the show. So I'm just curious how they can continue trying to make it last. They announced that they will have two Bachelorette seasons, one being Katie's season and the other being Michelle's. They'll be going on at different times. And Tasia Adams and Caitlin Bristow will be hosting Katie's season, which will air first. And then Michelle's will air later, which I'm confused why we're having. I like The Bachelor, don't get me wrong, but I'm confused why we're having two of the seasons. What are we doing with that? Like, is she just going to be the next round? Like, is she the prepared bachelorette because they're not going to air at the same time or are we not getting a season of the bachelor from that i'm just confused about the logistics so once i understand that i'm totally on board because i love both of them the other thing is brian you brought up this point that the statement they made about chris harrison not being on for that season makes it sound like he could come back in the future i absolutely don't believe that he's gone for sure i 100 think that the way they worded that statement was very strategic and it was worded in a way that when things cool down and everybody forgets about this or gets over it, we will slowly start to introduce him to the public again, which is usually what happens to anybody in a huge scandalous situation like this. They just disappear for a while. And then after a little bit of time, they slowly start to come back into the public eye. I don't know if he's going to retain his producer status on the show, but I absolutely do not think that he is done with the show. No, I don't think so either. I'll be interested to see how this continues, what they do, because they thrive off this type of toxic community and backlash and toxic people that they bring onto the show. So I just don't see how this is going to change. And I think it just blew up in their face because the, as the years go on, it's more brought to the table and it's things that people don't want to see anymore. They're sick of having people that have a lot of racist past or homophobic past or just controversial past in general. So I think it just blew up in their face, like doing things like that, I think used to work out past seasons where you couldn't see everything, but also the world, whole world wasn't paused. Everyone's just trying to find something at the current moment to get them by during the pandemic and they're watching things that they may have not seen before. I just, I don't know. I I cannot believe that this show has survived so many scandalous moments and so much controversy over the past several years. It just doesn't make any sense that the network continues to be like, yo, let's keep renewing it. I don't see how it's going to continue thriving at all we'll see how it goes like i said it seems like so many people are overing it like even like the people that i usually talk to about it aren't really like 
feeling it. I went on Twitter to see what people are talking about because I didn't even know it aired last night. Like I thought we had another episode and then the finale. And I was like, oh, shit, this is already over. So I looked at Twitter to see what people were saying. And of course, a lot of racist people because it was the one with Emmanuel Ocho hosting. And I heard he did really well. I will watch that at some point. But yeah, so we all know that Rachel and Matt broke up. I saw some comments where they're like, oh, if he really loved her, he would stand by her. I think it's a little bit hard to stand by someone that did racist things in their past when you're a person of color. And I don't know. It's like, I mean, do what you want at the end of the day, but it's just silly at this point. Yeah. I think everyone's glad the season's over. It felt like, oh my God, it felt like it was a year long. Seriously. And the past season, I will say this, the past season where it was like Claire and then it turned to Tasia felt like it was nothing. Like it went by so quick. And when I went to Tasia, I actually thought it was like a breath of fresh I actually thought it was like a breath of fresh air because Tasia was so classy. She took this so seriously. She was so kind to everyone. And it made me start enjoying The Bachelor more. Like I was looking forward to watching her. And then it went straight back to the trash it was. Seems that this show will never die. And we will continue having to endure controversial seasons of this in the future. We'll see. That's all we have for intro topics. We're not going to spend much time on anything else because we want to get right into our main topic, which is the 2021 Grammys. Insert Game of Thrones style <laughs> award music here. That music was so weird. Every time they went to introduce a category, the music that played was so, it was so out of, like, it didn't make any sense. It didn't fit in. It was so dramatic. And all I could think about was Game of Thrones. I, it just took me off guard because I was like, there's no way they've played this before. I would have remembered music like this before. Sounded like an Oscars theme or something. It was super weird. Yeah. But Anyway, like I said before, I thought that the Grammys were more entertaining than the Golden Globes for sure. That felt like a three-hour snooze fest by the end of it. It just felt like they didn't know what they were doing. And at this point in the pandemic, if you can't put together an award, a virtual award show, I, what have you not learned? And most of the Grammys was done in person. Um, all of the performances were pre-taped, except for the ones I think that were done in the round which we'll talk about in a little bit. But first, let's start off with some stats from the night because it was a very disappointing night in terms of viewers. There were only 8.8 .8 million viewers this year, which was down almost 50% from 2020, which had 17.8 million viewers. And this, were, this was the all-time lowest ratings the show has ever had. And I can't help but think, if it's just this overall sense of award shows being ridiculous and they don't mean anything, is that why people stopped tuning into these shows? Or is it the pandemic? Like people just don't care anymore. I really would love to know what people's opinion is on that because I honestly think it's a little bit of both. I still tune in just because I am award show trash and I like to <laughs> I like to keep up on like the red carpet style and everything like that, but I'd love to know why people have stopped watching in such large quantities. My thoughts are we all are a quick consumer generation. We watch TikToks and after a certain point, if things aren't given to us in a certain amount of time, like 60 seconds, we're bored and want to go valid. to the next thing. And a lot of people look up the performances afterwards because they only wanted to watch someone's performance. Like in past years, when I've kind of just like 
gotten tired of award shows. I'll look up Taylor Swift's performance and other people that I know perform so I can just watch it on YouTube or whatever site that allows me to watch it. So I feel like people just wanted to see performances. I think the performances and everything was still highly talked about. I just don't think people are watching in real time. They just wanted to see what Twitter was talking about and they wanted to see just the performances on whatever site they could watch it on. Another thing is the pandemic. I think less and less people care and people are trying to deal with the reality they have instead of watching someone win an award when people are suffering in other areas. Yeah, I was literally thinking that earlier about how, why are these shows three hours long anymore? I just don't think they need to be. I think that extra hour is just like a tipping point for a lot of people. And they probably see a lot of drop off at that point because they're just so long and people are so bored. There was literally 22 performers this year. And I think they only present like 11 categories, like 10 or 11 categories during the actual broadcast, they have the pre-show where they do like over a hundred, but at some points it felt like they were, there was only performances happening for a straight hour. And then they were like, oh, here's an award we're going to give out. It was just, there were so many performers. It was insane. And the show this year was hosted by Trevor Noah. And it just reminded me why I dislike Trevor Noah so much. I think he is the most unfunny person to exist. I watch a lot of reruns of The Office on Comedy Central because I don't know why that's the place that they air. But when there's like a hours long marathon I'm watching, his commercials, his ads for his show come up on there, like every commercial break. And they're just so stupid. He is so unfunny. I can't stand him. And he proved it even more so this this evening, just trying to like crack jokes and be comical and it was just all falling flat i hadn't really ever seen him before and so i was like willing to give him a chance i knew a lot of people were annoyed when they heard about him and just seeing some twitter people talk about it so i was like i don't know about him i'm willing to give him a shot and there was some like in the beginning i was like he's not too bad and then it was like, oh my God, get this annoying man off the screen. If you've ever been at a party or in a social event and there's just a person that everyone can't stand but continues to talk and can't read the room and is really loud and everyone's kind of just trying to ignore, that's him. Exactly. It's just, it's, it was just overkill. And <laughs> these play, these shows just don't need a host, honestly. They are just kind of irrelevant at this point. Award show host aside... Some of the things I really did like about this, the live performances that they did do that night, I really liked how they did the in the round style and they would do like four performances right into each other. That's how they opened it with Harry Styles and Haim and Billie Eilish. And I can't remember who the fourth one was, Black Pumas, I think. I'm I not think sure. So. I don't remember, but I really liked that. That was really cool how they kind of just kept going in a circle to each different section of the stage and showing their performance. And it was cute watching the other performers watch each other because, of course, you can't pan to the audience and see what's going on. At first, I forgot about that element. I was like, that's so cute that they're turning to the other performers to watch them. And then I was like, oh, this is their making up for the audience. Yeah, that was cool because uh, a lot of them were like singing along. I remember seeing Miranda Lambert singing along to the Maren Morris performance of The Bones. And that was really cool to see. It also just reminded me how different award shows are now without an audience, especially music shows, because all you can ever hear is like the screaming of the crowd in the background. And that's hugely what makes the performances so like hyped up and fun to watch. And I remember the VMAs last year, 
it was all virtual. I thought those were real people, honestly, but it was all green screened. And I think the sound of the crowd was also fake. I think they had some people there that were real, but I believe most of the sound of the crowd was just recording, but it really did add a lot of, it added a different element to the show that has definitely been missing for a long time. I didn't really notice that. That's like all I could notice was how silent it was. Yeah, I mean, I realized how silent it was, but I also think about past performances where I think there's, I think about pop performers, like for Taylor Swift, I would have thought it would have been, you know, louder and more interactive with the crowd. I think some performances would have been different if there was a crowd because there would have been more interaction with them. So they would have laid out what they were going to do differently. But I definitely appreciate seeing them just be able to perform in general. Yes. And I really liked how they had the outside portion where they would do the actual presenting of the awards. That was cool. How they had the nominees for each category seated at the tables and just them. Like it was literally just the people from the category and I guess their guests or whatever at the tables. That was really cool. It just felt really intimate this year. You know, everybody does love the the crowd shots and like the reaction shots of other people when somebody wins, but we kind of got that, you know, everyone's still wearing masks. So yeah. you don't really get to see a lot of expression. My favorite thing was Lizzo was the first presenter and she said, bitch, and they couldn't catch it in time because I caught it like yeah. live. Yeah. And she was like, oh, my God, when she did that. And then Megan, the stallion's like hysterically laughing and she like calls her out. And then she actually gives the award to Megan because it was best new artist. And <laughs> they broke the COVID rule for the Grammys because she was supposed to not interact with Lizzo and go to the other mic. And oh. she went to Lizzo's mic and Lizzo was like, oh, shit, go over to the other mic. Oh, I didn't realize that's what the setup was. So yeah. the winner was supposed to come up to that second mic? Yeah, because that's why she pushed her over there. And then everyone else like kept going up to the other mic. I didn't even notice that because everybody was hugging anyways. Yeah, they, everyone was breaking anyways. But I just felt bad for Lizzo because I, if I was Lizzo, I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm never getting invited back here again. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even notice that. Something else that I really liked was how they showcased a lot of different venue owners from around the country. All these live music venues that have been shut down over the past year. They had the owners tell a little bit about the venue's history and about some of the like iconic performances that they've had there and how excited they are for things to open back up. And then they actually got to present some of the categories, which was really cool. They had this place. What was the place from Nashville? I don't know. I didn't see that. Oh, I don't remember what it was called, but they had like the Troubadour in Los Angeles. And I thought that was a really cool. I thought they all were Los Angeles. No, there was one, the country category they did from Nashville, I believe. Oh, I didn't. I walked out during that bar. I was. I want to say it was like the Bluebird Cafe, but I'm not sure. I could be the Bluebird. I could see it being the Bluebird. I'm not sure. I just don't say the Bluebird. Remember. Yeah, let's just say that. It was the Station Inn in Nashville. Okay, close enough. <laughs> I've never heard of that, actually. Well, then you better get cultured. I guess so. We only go to stadiums and arenas. It's bluegrass. Yeah, you think I'm going there? I'm not going there. Also, Beyonce. Okay, I appreciate how... We had no heads up. They're just going through the audience like it was normal. And all of a sudden you're like, wait, she's here? Literally, they just panned to her table and she was just sitting there clapping. I was like, what the fuck? Everybody was like screaming on Twitter. It was so funny. It's just so weird now because there's no red carpets before the show. And like you don't get to see who's going to actually be there. You never know if 
somebody isn't actually there and they're tuning in from Zoom or if they pre-recorded a message, but that was so shocking. Even though she was nominated, I just didn't expect her to be there. She's Beyonce. I know. I always feel like she's too good to show up to any show. I don't think it's she thinks of herself as too good. I think she just feels like she's paid her dues and she just only wants to come when she wants to come. They have her address. They can just mail it. Yeah. It's fine. She doesn't need to be there. But I guess we'll get into this next part when we start talking about the wins of the night. So let's talk about some of the best performances from the night. Well, some of our favorite performances. Harry Styles, of course. We love him. He kicked off the show with Watermelon Sugar, and he was so cute. And uh, I don't know. I just had a lot of emotions watching that performance because one, that leather like outfit and then like a boa, and then he took the boa off and he did like a little dance and you could just see his shirt. He was shirtless. And I was like, yes. I think he's such a good solo performer um just from the videos that i've seen of like his previous tour and from that album debut concert that he did for fine line they they just look so much fun and i'm so sad that his tour got canceled or postponed i really really want to see him live when he does eventually go back on tour because i love this album so so much i would love to see it live but yeah this was such a great way to kick off the grammys and then it panned over to one of my favorite bands heim and they performed their nominated song, The Steps. And I just love them too. They have also never toured in Florida, ever. I've never been able to see them. It's like a dream of mine to be able to see them live. So, you know, post-COVID, I hope they drop their tour dates and I can go see them at some point because I just love their whole vibe. I love their sound. I love their albums. Their album definitely was one of the best albums from last year also. I don't really have anything to say. Well, you should start getting into them. <laughs> maybe you should be a little cultured, sweetie. <laughs> yeah, no, maybe. I just don't. They're just not the vibe for me. I don't know. Their newer album is definitely different from any of their other songs that they've put out before. I think you should give their first two albums a listen. It's more pop. It's more like contemporary pop, I think. Yeah. They were classified as rock and I don't know. I don't really see them as a rock band they just there's never been this like connection with me to them because like usually i'm kind of like oh i kind of like them and i've just never fully deep dived into them they've just like and i think what freaks me out is how identical each one of them look i know they're siblings i'm not stupid but just how identical every single one of them is like a carbon copy freaks me out (laughs) well i hope you don't have twins oh little side note Mm, i don't know if i want to get into it but I just think that I'm going to have twins in life. I have all these signs. And then I looked at my birth chart. And apparently if you have like Gemini in the fifth house, you have a really like high likelihood of having twins. And I just, I, I it kind of freaks me out. I'm not like huge, like wanting to do that. I just want to enjoy one baby at a time. <laughs> well, I hope your kids don't listen to this episode. My future twins find this episode and like, mom, what the fuck? You think that we're weird because we look alike? It, it would be my luck. And I'm not trying to disrespect anyone that's a twin that's listening to this. But there's that weird twin bond you guys have and I think it's weird but also cool but also like I don't want my kids to play that against me oh my gosh back to the Grammys Dua Lipa one of my most anticipated performances of the night I just really love this whole era I love this album future nostalgia and I was really excited to see what she's done because she has put out some really incredible content and some really incredible live performances from this album cycle so I was really excited to see this 
and she did not disappoint for me. She did a medley of Don't Start Now and Levitating, and I just thought that it was really, really great. Caitlin, I know you have some thoughts. Oh, I thought it was great. I loved all her looks. She looked beautiful, all her outfits, the setting of backdrop, dancers, everything. Really good. However, I... (laughs) just texted Brian during it and I was like well clearly she's not a good dancer which I think is stating the obvious I mean she just did lazy choreo and I could tell that she was having some trouble with it like trying to like be into it and also do everything else which I'm not gonna lie is definitely difficult but it just didn't seem as natural and it was just the thing that was starting to ooze out in the performance to me however Everything else was great. I will say she has improved 100% in her choreography since her debut. I think everybody remembers the windmill arms from her, from that one song. I don't remember what it was. Um, a One Kiss, <laughs> the famous windmill arms that she would do at every performance. And her performances from the first era were just very, like the choreo was just not great. But I thought this was a really good performance. I just love how avant-garde she is. I loved her SNL performances. I loved her Brit Awards performance of Levitating where she was like flying around. And once again, another artist that I'm so excited for to tour because I know she's going to just do this huge arena spectacle and it's going to be so much fun and I cannot wait to see it. Yeah, I think besides the dancing, which I think she can work on and she definitely has improved on that she will continue to get better, but yeah. I think so as well. Next was Billie Eilish, which we mentioned a little bit. She was in the opening medley and she sang her nominated song, All I Ever Wanted. And I am really getting into her. I will say I watched her Apple TV plus documentary, which is like two and a half hours long. But if you have the time to sit down and watch it, it's really, really good. It taught me a lot about her that I did not know. It was very insightful about how she got her start and just how her career has skyrocketed so quickly. But I thought the performance was really cool. I liked the car and the water and everything. Yeah, I love that she still added a cool scenery during her performance. I think that's what I look forward to so much when artists are performing is to see how they picture their song like what video they might put in the back background or what prop they might heavily use I just love seeing the visuals so much and whatever choreo they put with that I think it's so boring when there's nothing there of course unless it's a very acoustic song but I really, really, really loved the aesthetic she was going for. Me too. I think that an artist's production value tells you a lot about them because people that are artists that are super involved with their performances and their sets and their costumes and lighting and everything like that. I I just really appreciate people who are super hands-on and creative like that because you know there are some that are just like, I'm just going to stand at a mic and sing. I don't really care. But she is definitely after like if you watch her documentary, you'll see how hands on she is with everything. She just has a very vivid picture of how she wants everything to be. And I think honestly, all these artists that performed are exactly like that. They know what they want to do. And they're going to have really extravagant performances, which brings us to our next one. The one I was most excited for in this evening, which was Taylor Swift. Our queen, our legend, our moment, our icon. Yes. I loved it so much. Willow stands, stand up. I didn't expect her to sing that. Yeah, I wasn't expecting there. At first, when she went into August, I thought, oh, we're just going to get the, the 
the big three, the triangle from folklore. It's going to be Betty next. And I was like, oh, Willow, thank you, Jesus, because I love Willow so much. Literally just starting that album off with Willow and for uh, Evermore and then just everything else, it... It was amazing for me. It was a really great night. But <laughs> I really just loved her performance. I love the little cottage house. Yeah, I loved her dress. This woman's insane with every fucking meaning that goes into everything. Like it's triple looked. I swear there's a book like that she just writes down little notes for Easter eggs that she can do in the future and also things she's done in the past. Yeah, literally like, oh, for my 11th album, I'm going to tie in all of these elements from my previous performances and my previous albums. And this is how everything's going to tie together. And everything is just so strategically planned out with her. But I believe people figured out that the set for her performance, that rooftop attic thing, was the top of the house from the Lover music video, that kind of dollhouse thing that had all the rooms. It was the top room of that house, which was so cool. I thought the set was so pretty. I loved the mossy covered um, vibe and everything. It just felt very folklore to me. And honestly, that's probably what her tour would look like with folklore, but I don't think we're ever going to get that. Yeah, I think we'll be moved on to a new era, which I'm just like totally not ready to let go of like folklore Evermore era because she definitely changed the vibe for every single album. Like everything is so unique and I am glad that like even folklore and Evermore feel very different to me. So I don't know. I am glad we got like sister albums for that era because I just really enjoyed it, but we'll see. Also, people are still pointing out how they think there's going to be a third album to go along with these two because of the dress that she was wearing. It was the blue and gold. And if you remember from our Folklore and Evermore episode, we talked about the speculation of the third album and how it went along with the color schemes for some no, of her merchandise that she no, released. Oh no, no. Why don't you believe it? Because it was um, the line, you painted me gold. I was blue and you painted, like, hold on. Yeah, I know. I heard that too. But also, you don't know what goes on in her mind. I do. We're sisters. I think that there could be a third album. I know there's not. Like, I really do. Obviously, the re-recordings are coming out fast and a third album just wouldn't fit in there anywhere. It just wouldn't make any sense. But I'm really curious to see if Evermore is going to get recognition next year at the Grammys or if it's going to be forgotten or if any of her re-recordings will be nominated. I think they'll be eligible. Yeah, they'll be eligible. Wow. Could you imagine? My God, she'll have like five albums eligible by that point. Yeah, it'll be insanity. That's crazy. But the next big performance of the night was from Megan Thee Stallion, Best New Artist winner, and Cardi B with this television debut of WAP, Ben Shapiro's favorite song. So Megan did her song Body and Savage, and then Cardi did Up and WAP. And I loved all of it. I Everyone's up in a fucking tizzy about them basically slamming them their bodies on each other. And I was just like, who the fuck cares? Literally, who cares? This is not some family show. And again, if anyone has seen this clip, there's a clip of like Cardi. She's in her house. She's playing WAP and culture walks in and she quickly turns it off. That's how you handle it with your kids. This, She's the mom and she's even putting out this kind of content and she's protecting her kids from it. And that's your duty. It's not Cardi's. It's not Megan's. It's your fucking duty. And everyone's just like up in a tizzy. But I think Megan looked amazing. I love the way she can move her body. I'm like, I want to be Megan. Just the way that she moves. I'm like, yes, Megan, get it, girl. In the words of Taylor Swift, I'm 21 now. 
I do what I want. You raise your kids. Yeah. I wasn't really in love with Cardi's look. I've definitely seen better from her. Even in her old uh, music video, all her looks were amazing. I don't know. Maybe it's just like the pink wig thing that really bothered me. But everyone was saying that she looked like Chromatica. And also... <laughs> She really just reminded me of Nicki. Maybe it's just the pink wig that reminds me of Nicki Minaj, but I just was like. The pink wig, not the thick ass. It was specifically the pink wig. Oh, okay. Yeah, I really liked the performance. It was fun. It was cool. Um, I liked the beat. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be the girl in the shoe. She just looked like she was having a really good time. I loved Megan's. I loved how she had the tap dancers. That part was so cool. And how they each like jumped down the step one after another. You could tell they were tired. That oh my God, it looked, so, looked so painful. But yeah. I thought her performance was so cool. I loved all the dancers. I loved the costume change. I loved the money. It was so good. I really wasn't expecting that from her. But I, damn, was. I she, love her. She earned that Best New Artist Grammy for sure. She's been on fire this year. I love her so much. I yeah. love her personality. She's so fun. She's the moment. She is an icon. Yes. And last but not least, one that we wanted to highlight was Doja Cat. And she is still somebody that I just cannot get behind. I don't know why. I mean, I do know why. It's because of some of the producers that she works with. But I just can't get into her. And she is literally my exact aesthetic when it comes to <laughs> pop music. She's everything that I look for in a female pop artist. She just makes upbeat, fun, bubblegum pop music. You'd think I would love it. Her fucking album is literally called Hot Pink. Like doesn't get any more bubblegum pop than that, but I just can't get into her. I don't know. She performed Say So, which like everybody would be sick of the song by now, but I will give her credit that every single performance that she has done of this song has been so completely different from one another. She yeah. is really good at changing up the style of the song, changing up the production, and just making it different every single time. Yeah, I will give her that too. I can't, I wish I could get into her too. I do enjoy some of her songs. I don't know what it is. I really don't know what it is at all. But she's all right. She's just not someone that I'm like obsessed with. There's songs of hers that I enjoy. Maybe it's because it's the oversaturation of like hearing her so much on TikTok. Maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah, that TikTok sound was, it brings back trauma from early last year. I don't know. I just, maybe in the future I will get into it, but we'll see. Everybody was kind of upset that she did not win Best New Artist and she was beat out. But honestly, her and Megan were the only people that I recognized from that category. I never know. Noah Cyrus was in that category. Uh, like I said, she was the only two people that I, ah! I know from that category. I literally never know who any of these people are. And then they give it to like the most obscure person and you never hear from them again. Well, you would hear from Noah Cyrus again because she's Miley Cyrus' sister. <laughs> Whoopi clip. Okay. <laughs> I, I just feel defensive because you keep like overlooking her. This bitch is good. Whatever you want to say. Um, let's talk about some of the wins from the night. Some of the biggest take homes from the night. Yeah. Well, one is just Megan to me. Because she won for Best New Artist, Best Rap Song, and also Best Rap Performance. And for Best Rap Song and Best Performance, she won it with Beyonce. And in 
total that made a whole new moment of really good wins for Beyonce. Yeah. And Trevor Noah made the announcement and Beyonce said, (laughs) okay. She said, who are you talking to? Not me. She said, thank you. And then sat back down. Literally, she just, it was so funny how she just acted like, okay, I, that's cool. Um, Anyway, the show is running long. Can we speed it up a little bit? Beyonce broke the record for most wins by a female artist with 28 Grammys, and she's close to breaking the all-time record, which is 31, but you know she'll probably get there eventually. She won four last night. If she puts out another project and or features on anything like how she was featured on Megan's, which won her two of those categories, she can totally get four again. Wait, yeah. is it four that you need? Where is she at? 28, 31 plus 31 minus 28. What is that? Three. Three? Oh, okay. We also cheated our way through 11th grade math, so we don't know what <laughs> we don't know how to do anything like that. But yeah, super exciting night for the both of them. Yeah, I was thrilled for both of them. I felt like so validated. I love them so much because I really feel like a lot of underrated people are picked. Like people that are like, wait, who are you? I didn't even know who this person was in the category. I feel like that's what the industry kind of does. So I was happy to see more recognized faces. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's nice to always recognize new talent, but I just, I don't know who any of these people are. I don't know her. (laughs) And Beyonce also won for Best R&B Performance. And Blue Ivy won a Grammy. Yes, queen. That's why she showed up. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, that's probably true. But that's a little iconic, if you ask me. She's always been iconic since the moment she was born. I honestly, I feel like I'm Beyonce where she forgets that she has the twins because she's all talking about Blue and she's like, my daughter and my other daughter and my son. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) Like, it's like she forgot about them. I was like, oh my God, yes, you have two other children. I forgot too, girl. That was a funny slip up. Um, Her won Song of the Year for I Can't Breathe, which I also think was really deserved. Before the show, they did the best performance by a pop duo or group, and it went to Ariana Grande and Lady Gaga for Rain On Me, which also was very much so deserved. And it beat out you know who. I'm not going to say their name out loud because bad things happen when you mention them don't even hint at it (laughs) i was really happy for this lady gaga was not there because she's in italy i wish she was there i wish she had filmed a performance because i know it would have been incredible nobody's gonna care about this but jagged little pill the broadway musical won best musical theater album and i was so happy for them because that show is amazing and they're all so so good future nostalgia won best pop vocal album this category is always stacked and i'm never going to be happy with the winner i'm always going to be sad that other people lost i was upset that chromatica lost honestly i i do believe that that should have won pop vocal album i just think it was much more versed than future nostalgia it just i don't know it did a lot more for me last year than that album did well i guess you're the only one that felt that way clearly and biggest award of the night went to folklore with album of the year which honestly by that point i was feeling hopeless Because she hadn't won anything and everybody went into this saying that it's going to be a sweep for Taylor and she's going to get 13 Grammys on her 31st year and everybody was freaking out about that. But it was looking less and less likely. I was honestly going to be so mad if Folklore didn't win because it literally is the album that got us through 2020. Seriously, I feel like it's also the album that kind of revived the music industry and you can disagree with me on that, but I feel like it's a fact because before then people were still trying to put out music during the pandemic and everyone 
was having that fatigue where it's like, do you understand what we're dealing with? We're trying to survive here and we don't want to listen to this. Like things that I'm normally interested in, like I love YouTube. I would watch a whole bunch of YouTubers and they put out their content for several months. I did not watch anything on YouTube because I could not enjoy it like I used to. And I feel like that's how a lot of people were feeling about music and people were trying to put them out and it was just flopping. And I think once she put out her album, it truly helped revive the industry because it proved that people can still be into it because it was everywhere. People were so happy to have an album from her and it was interesting. It was different. And people were starting to give her like her dues that she deserves. Yeah, I listened to the album on vinyl the day after the Grammys just to remind myself of how incredible it is. And it's just, it's such an experience from start to finish. It really just brings me back to the time that it was released and just the vibe of the world. I don't know. It just brought so much happiness to so much, so many people and it brought so much happiness to me. I listened to it nonstop every single day on all my walks. I just loved it so much. I remember the exact feelings. Oh, it just it just made me feel so good. And I'm so glad that it got recognized. Me too. I think they knew that they could not <laughs> let that one lose. If it if it lost, then I would just I mean, we already know it's a bias industry oh, regardless. Sure. Wins don't but... mean anything unless I'm in a fight with somebody and I'm trying to prove something with yeah. statistics. Besides that, because I have to usually butter up people and things like that. And like she's lost so many times. Like you think about how many times she's been nominated versus how many times she's won. And there's a huge difference. So I was just like, oh, God, like, it's just not going to win. It's not looking like likely at this point. I'm getting really nervous. And then she pulled it through and I was so happy. Yeah, I mean, she's only gotten best album or album of the year two other times with Red and 1989, no, right? No, for oh. Fearless and 1989. Red was the one where she thought she was going to win because they said random um, by... Oh, God, Daft Punk. yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So like Red didn't even get recognized, which is insane. And Lover didn't get recognized, which it's just I don't know. I think she deserves it with every album. Give it to her. Well, she's going to. I think they're going to give her album of the year for all of her re-recordings. We'll see. <laughs> and then the last award of the night went to record of the year, which kind of shockingly went to Billie Eilish for All I Ever Wanted. And I think we can all agree with Billie Eilish. We were like, what the fuck? Yeah, she once again was shocked. Like if anyone remembers last year when she won all four major categories, she was just absolutely like shocked. Like why the hell did I win? And she went up there and she did her acceptance speech and it felt very reminiscent of when Adele won over Lemonade and she called out Beyonce and was like, you literally like inspired me so much. Your album was incredible. And she, Billy went up there and talked about Megan the Stallion and how incredible she is and how much she deserved to win. Yeah. I thought she deserved to win. And there was a few other songs that I just felt like represent that year. Even I would have said Doja Cat say so because it was everywhere. I uh, I don't know. Ringo Starr was cracking me up though because if anyone here watches Frenemies, Ethan from Frenemies says peace and love because of Ringo Starr because Ringo Starr uses it so much in context that he shouldn't. And it really was cracking me up when he kept saying, say, when he kept saying peace and love. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> I kind of zoned out at that point. I thought it was so funny. Yeah, it was just like another shocking win for Billy, I guess. And I really do feel for her last year because it was her like very first album and it was her first time being nominated and she won every category. And yeah, I remember she was talking about how she immediately thought 
about the hate and the backlash that she was going to get saying that she didn't deserve it. And she's just like, what am I, I don't, I don't know how I'm supposed to react to this because I, I'm happy, but I can't even be happy because I know how mad everyone else is going to be. So Which it was like that. I heard it from like a lot of people that they were like, what the fuck? Yeah. People were also just upset that they weren't recognizing black artists and more so that in some of the categories. So yeah, it's, it's hard to go up there like that, I guess. I think it's just hard in general because people want certain people to win or at least be recognized which we already said it's a rigged game yeah i mean look at the weekend he didn't receive a single nomination he boycotted the event which i don't blame him yeah it's but like he's had his wins at least so yeah but i guess also it's like he probably finds that this work was just different and he at least deserved a nomination with the time that he spent in for the artist and oh for sure and, and blinding yeah. lights was literally one of the biggest songs of the year it just doesn't make any sense how they could forget about that yeah like i said it's a rigged game and if you don't play your part then you're not gonna be in the show unfortunately caitlin do you have any final thoughts on the night no i <laughs> i say no and then i start a sentence um i guess my final thoughts were i was more entertained than i thought i was going to be except for after an hour and a half to like Two hours, I was ready to go. And I kept texting Brian. I was like, is it over? I'm ready to do other things with my night. <laughs> but I, because once Taylor performed, I honestly was out. Like, I was like, ah, oh, this is all I came for. So I kind of hated that she was so early because I at least would have had something to, like, I can't wait for to see this. Um, other than that, I, like I said, I was more entertained than I thought I was going to be. Thought it could have been shorter. Pretty happy with seeing Cardi and Megan's performance and yeah that's it yeah that just about sums it up for me too I it was a fun night I liked the winners I liked some of the performances it was a a fun time it was a good time and it was a long time yeah it was just long I think I don't know like I said, I'm just in the mindset of watching or catching up with the award shows. I always try to find artists that I wanted to see or moments that were talked about or a performance I was talked about later on because I don't want to sit through the whole thing. So I just, I don't get that pumped for award shows. Well, you know what's next, don't you? The Oscars. Yeah, which now I'm remembering we could have talked about those nominations at the beginning. We'll just talk about them next episode because who even knows what there's to talk about next episode so far. Nothing's happened this week. I guess we'll get into that next week because I don't even know when the Oscars are. Me either. They're in a little bit. They're in a few weeks. Whatever. I think they're in April. That just about wraps it up for our Grammys episode pretty quick. Just wanted to break down some of the favorite moments. Let us know if you liked it. Did you have a favorite moment? What was your favorite performance? Were you upset by any of the losses? But once again, you know the drill. If, If you like our podcast, make sure to subscribe, give us a rating, follow us on social media. All that will be in the description box below. And until next week, we will talk to you soon. Bye, everybody. Bye.